0: Welcome to Radiant Radio, a Radiant Black show brought to you by Black Market Narrative. I am your host, Ryan Sedotti, and joining me today is writer Kyle Higgins. Hey, how's it going? And uh designer Michael Basudo. Howdy. And editor, of course, designer slash editor. Um, how are you guys doing? Yeah, real busy.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's gonna be the answer every month, but
0: what's boy. something that you what's something that either of you can say? A little bit of uh, a vague tease is just something that you guys are working on right now, because that's one of the things that always fascinated me, you know, reading comics and and getting to know the writers and artists and everything like that is that that space that you're in right now where you're working on comics ahead of the comic that you're that is currently being released. Even before we started recording, you're like, wait, are we 14 or 15 or what, what are we what are we talking about here?
1: Well, I th- what I think we can say is we're working on the last issue of Radiant Red at the moment, uh, issue wow. five, which mm-hmm. is uh, the script's coming in. I think it's it's great. I think it's a really exciting ending. I don't know that people are going to see it coming, um, but obviously, you know, there's a lot of work involved in an issue of that. Multiple issues of Radiant Black all on the plate at the moment um, mm-hmm. in various stages going ahead. Uh, what else can I talk about? I can say that we're in progress on the dead lucky and there will be news about that, you know, to come, uh, yeah. but we are, we are working on that. We're working on that space for Kyle to put a bleep <laughs> sound effect in, like I said, a spoiler, <laughs> but a couple of things that people don't know about yet.
2: Um, we also have uh, an update on Inferno Girl Red. Oh yes. Uh, obviously always working
1: on that. Things are progressing making good time now where Eric is back to healthy and we're, we're getting back on track.
0: Yeah. I saw a couple new pages in the uh, Kickstarter update. They're looking great. I think that's everything that we can talk about, right?
2: Um, yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, and also I'm planning a six week whirlwind tour of the United States of America, uh, in the middle of all of this. So that's fun. So how mm-hmm. how many times have you been to the states once just one once other time. four years ago uh did pretty thoroughly the West coast I think really like yeah I uh, flew out to LA did San Diego comic-con with Kyle flew up to Seattle and then basically road tripped back down to LA Wow uh which was great uh this time the aim is San Diego C2e2 E C. And then Power Morphicon, the Power Rangers Convention. Yeah. Hopefully, still trying to lock that all in. But uh I will be at those, Kyle, you'll be at a couple of those. Various configurations of massive verse creators will be at basically all of those, I think.
2: Should we should we just go ahead and talk about it? I don't know what it you're talking about. Should we just talk about the Chicago?
1: Playing. no because i i we have to lock some details yeah, in before
2: we talk about chicago
0: yeah.
2: are you sure
1: yes i'm sure okay yeah next month i promise yeah news okay. next month uh, i will say we are doing a panel at san diego right that's pretty confirmed that's I awesome think. um it's going to be a massive verse panel there's going to be as many of us as we can find yeah um is there anyone and else I th- confirmed for that one yet uh, definitely kyle and myself nice. <laughs> uh, it's it sounds like ryan it sounds like melissa possibly matt maybe might be coming out with
2: us as well cherish will be there as well oh cherish will also be oh, wow. there of course
1: um so yeah everyone basically and um well on
2: the writing side
1: on the writing side are uh, artists our artists are, are having a little bit more trouble making their way out to America, but we'll make yeah. it happen one day.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, and there is well that might be that might be for next month, actually, as okay. you say. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's enough.
0: right. Um, but in the meantime, we're we're at issue fourteen here. Here to talk all about issue fourteen retaliation. Um, we're gonna kick it off by talking a little bit about the covers. Can uh, either of you tell us a little bit? I mean, was I gotta ask first? Cover A. The, uh, the McFarlane homage. Was that uh, Marcelo's idea? I don't want to take credit for it. Was
1: it mine?
2: <laughs> uh, it was... Yeah, no, it was in this... It, it was your... You reacted to a layout, I feel like. Yeah, something like, something like that. Like... There was, a, there was a, so for those who don't know, and this is a fun little behind the, the curtain, I guess, um, we kind of make the book in real time over Gchat. So we have different threads for our different series. So many different threads. We <laughs> do. And I have a I have a, there's, there are two like main Radiant Black threads. And the second one is for like the individual issue. There's like a main one that we're all in. And then there's one for like the individual issue. That we're working on and i think when we were working on this one and, and marcello was starting on the cover there was a conversation about who sheer is and as a part of that um w- what we thought it would be a really fun um kind of opportunity to do a classic um mcfarlane hulk uh what is it, Hulk 340, 341? I always I was, re- yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get killed for that. Uh, <laughs> cover homage, um, especially since so much of Shear's um, kind of, uh, I don't know, business model mm-hmm. is built on uh, homaging uh, uh, art. Uh,
0: I like that. I didn't even think about that. That's funny.
2: Um, so, but I also love that cover. I love that. That uh, that classic Hulk, uh, Wolverine, um, reflection cover. And what can you tell us about the other two?
1: Okay, so uh, the Matt Griffin cover we've had for a while. Um, I think I've talked about this in a couple of places. Like very early on, you know, Kyle knows a lot of artists and talked to a lot of artists about doing covers, and so we have a on top of commissioning specific covers by specific people for. You know appropriate moments in the story. we also just have a folder full of like cool stuff that people drew for us that we promised we will get to mm-hmm. and uh this was one that just hadn't come up yet is a great piece of art and um this felt like a good moment to sort of slot it in
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think so- it's I think it's similar with the um Federico cover, right. Mm.
2: Yeah, um, Federico, this is actually in in some ways a companion piece to the Inferno Girl Red print right. that, F- that Federico um, did for us for the Inferno Girl Red Kickstarter. Um, I just I didn't know Federico's art before Inferno Girl Red, and from there I just reached out and asked like if he could do a Radiant Black cover sometime in the same style, um, and so. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> nice. And uh, here we go.
0: Now, what goes into the decision to leave it virgin or not? Because the Frederico one is
2: a virgin cover.
0: Does that does um, that depend on the artwork, and what do you think goes best? Or do you is the B cover always going to have? You know.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, like so, the our A and B covers are open for stores to order any number of. Um, and they can choose, you know, if they like the B cover more, they could order a bunch of the B uh, or however they choose to do it. So because of that, I don't know which of those are stories more likely to have on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of means that it needs to have the logo and the issue number on it because a store could, in theory, buy all B covers and not get any of the A cover. Uh, the C cover is what's called a, it's a ratio variant. So mm-hmm. a store has to order a certain number of A or B covers to order the C cover. And because of that, a store that has the C cover has a bunch of the A covers already. And so it doesn't really matter as much if it has the logo on it, because if it's on the shelf, it's probably with a stack of that issue. Got it. Uh, and- in terms of deciding which go where, if a cover uh, looks like it will be a pain for me to fit a logo on somewhere, uh, it is more likely to end up
2: as a C than an A or a B. <laughs> Got it. Well, that's a that's a little reductive, <laughs> but I mean that's part of it
1: for sure. It's also about you know who the artist is, what the piece is, where it fits. Like uh, Diego did a bunch of great covers for us, but the first one we ran was. The radiant red cover with the logo on it and so we made sure that all the other versions of those covers that we ran also had the logo on them so that if you get all four it's a cool set that look like they match yeah
2: right right
1: and also you know lots of other decisions about about why and how but a bunch of factors that all come into play at the
0: same time yeah sure very cool as far as the credits go with this issue uh couple couple names we recognize couple not sure we do can you tell us a little bit about who else joined us on this issue
1: yeah um kyle what i i'm trying to i'm trying to remember let me check the credits okay uh igor and sabrina on colors are obviously uh people know igor igor's done a bunch of work with us and sabrina helps him out he's his assistant Mm -hmm. um uh, I I think we've said this. Our goal is that we would like Igor to be our colorist full time moving forward. Um, Igor has some existing commitments, and also like we are juggling multiple deadlines on multiple things, so we can't. It won't happen on every issue going forward. But uh, our goal is to bring him on as often as we can bring Igor on. Uh, Marcelo, obviously, yeah. uh, the same is our regular series artist and we only swap someone else out for Marcelo when Marcelo needs more time to work on another thing.
2: And their name is Eduardo.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And also, yeah, yeah. so we have established, <laughs> I think, at this point, Eduardo is sort of our go-to uh, pencil assistant. Um, uh, on yeah. this, Edwa- uh, Marcelo is working on future issues and some other stuff with us. Uh, needed to design some things going forward and that sort of stuff and so Eduardo came in to help out on I think a couple of pages this issue
2: yeah he's um he 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 inked a couple pages in the middle uh, well actually he laid out and inked a couple pages in the middle um, and then he did he did a few pages at the end yeah and then actually to complicate it to muddy it further, Marcelo then, Inked over a few of those pages at the end as well, and so it really is this kind of uh, combination uh, collaboration.
1: And also to complicate things even yeah. further, on top of that, uh, Marcelo <laughs> brought on an inker, someone new, Jonas, uh, to like to try it out more or less. Um, it's you know, there's mm-hmm. so I think for people who don't know they don't really use pencils or inks. It's mostly all digital these days, but penciling tends to be a sort of looser, sketchier level. And then the inks is where they like go in with the equivalent of a black ink and finish the pages. And so Marcelo needed a bit more help with that. We wanted to try what it was like having an inker on top of Marcelo. Marcelo is trying some slightly different stylistic things Mm -hmm. So he brought Jonas on, and I really don't know that you can tell the difference on some of these pages, but I think it's great.
2: I can, I can tell, um, and that's actually the other—that's the other part of it too—is that I, I can speak to this a little bit because Marcelo and I spoke about this um, a few weeks ago. One of the things that was so post trying it, one of the things that was so kind of revelatory for Marcelo with this issue was how much. More time he had to spend, uh, he was able to spend um, on his layouts and his compositions, and really nailing kind of the storytelling because he was doing the equivalent of um, pencils, but they're 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 looser because Jonas is finishing them. Um, now Jonas, I believe, did this issue as you say, Michael, um, digitally, but. Um, We'll see. We'll see if... We we may end up doing a traditional issue at some point here. Um, wouldn't it be cool for some original art that would to be, exist from Radiant I Black? I want
1: something for my wall so, so badly. Cool, and I think there are in the world like six physical pieces of Radiant Black <laughs> art. Basically nothing we have has been done traditionally.
2: Yeah. It- I don't think I own any original radiant black art it, at all it would just be bought up uh, by the team like
0: i don't even know if anybody else would get a shot at it <laughs> yeah there you go so you'd, so you'd have I to mean, do it at least twice me. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and then obviously uh becca on letters as always yeah and uh me on design and editing and kyle wrote it
0: yeah
2: yeah <laughs> in between knee surgeries uh i vaguely remember this one <laughs> <laughs> how are you how are you feeling by the way Oh, man. Uh, b- better than Nate? No, no, not better mm. than Nathan. Mm. He and JJ are back together uh, <laughs> on page one here. Uh, I'm peeking ahead. I'm okay. Um, it's it's a slog. Yeah. Uh, I'm just starting to walk on crutches again. Um, but by the time uh, many people listen to this, I'll be running and sprinting, and, oh. I hope. Uh, I hope not. Please take it easy. You don't need to bust it again. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. But, um, but yeah, just, uh, passing my time, uh, trying to catch up on scripts I owe to Michael. Very nice. No comment. (laughs) I don't know you that
0: much at the moment. All right. So quick previously on, we left off with issue 13. Excel was, uh, Excel was, um... Uh, taunting Marshall pretty heavily uh, brought him to the pizza place the last uh, pizza place uh, that that he grew up with from his childhood and uh, attacked him and Marshall went full God mode and um, kind of you know tore him apart we got to see the, that 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 new design and it ended with him walking away like a badass <laughs> so we open up issue 14 and it's Nathan and JJ in bed. So how do you follow up an ending like that Kyle with this? Like, do you think about what it's like in trade? Um, like what was your motivation behind that decision?
2: Um, well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably, it's probably the film side of me where you'd think about like, well, what do you cut to from that? You know, and um, whatever gets you the greatest contrast is often not a bad route um, but also, more importantly, in this instance, like, you know, now that Nathan's back, this book really is, in a lot of ways, um, a two-hander, as you can see in this issue. Mm-hmm. And so making sure, like, we're spending time with Nathan is important. And for that, in particular, with regards to, like, you know, there's got to be Radiant Black action as well, there tend to be, you know, a few spots in a story that makes sense to do what is considered um like a privileged scene like a scene where your main character isn't a part of it now it that doesn't really quite apply here because as i say this is a little bit more of a two-hander with nathan and marshall in terms of we want to be tracking both of their stories because their stories inform their story together which is really kind of like the heart of this book um but just structurally, you know, cold open an issue, close out an issue, especially if you cold open an issue you can, and, and you do like this kind of scene between Nathan and JJ, it also then establishes like, hey, no matter how much time we spend with Radiant Black, we promise that Nathan's going to be a subplot in this issue.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, some great little pillow talk between them, really cute. And then we get, of course, the uh, uh, Nathan waking up the next morning to find out on his phone what uh, what happened. You know, between uh, Radiant Black and Excel. Um, but uh, before he, you know, sees this, I do want to ask a little bit about the relationship between him and JJ. You know, that little back yeah. and forth they have and everything. It, it's it's cute. It's cute, right?
2: I mean. Unless, uh, unless Braden was your ex roommate, I mean, then maybe it's not cute. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, Braden, like Braden, like she just bumps into him, like Hmm. I don't know. I don't know, right? No, am I the only one? I don't know, (laughs) Braden. So, did um, you know a Braden? Is that why? What's with (laughs) Braden? What? Braden is. Uh, I, I know a lot of Bradens out here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't actually know anyone named. You didn't have Brayden, a former I know a, of, I know a lot of Bradens out out here in LA. Um, I think that
1: part of the process of figuring out the name of Braden was working out a name that no one knew anyone named that, so they wouldn't think that we were attacking them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry to any Bradens who go. happen to be listening. A, a to
0: less this. common name.
2: Br- Braden is um uh, how do i say this Braden is la well hmm, i can spoil this just for the podcast uh Braden is la marshall mm.
0: okay um i'm looking at this and nathan goes downstairs and checks his phone uh michael i wanted to ask you what goes into making twitter like on like mobile twitter <laughs> on a page like what goes into the design of that? Not only the like actual, like is it like how you're actually physically doing it, but also obviously coming up with all the like what we got superhero wordle, which I don't know if I pronounced that right, um, but just all that kind of stuff. How, how what's that like? Um, I think this is. I think there's
1: two phone screens in this issue, right? Yeah. Mar- this is the one where, yes, l- later Marshall will hold up his screen showing a Twitter as well. Yep. So. Here is the dirty secret. Both of these are screenshots of the real Twitter website. So that's what I thought. And then you can just, you just go in and replace pieces? So I went in with the, the you know, Firefox's uh, inspect element development tools and uh, basically just rewrote everything. A lot of this, I don't remember if it was in the script, Kyle, but... I just woke up one day and there was like, hey, can you make a good version of this? <laughs> mm-hmm. And Kyle had made like a mock-up of Twitter. Yeah. And I, I rewrote a couple of things to sort of match how Twitter does them, or I think there was not one extra thing that wasn't on Kyle's list that I put in, stuff like that. Um, But yeah, it's just like a screenshot of Twitter that is then dropped into the page. It's so good, man. That's quicker than rebuilding it in Photoshop.
0: The ads, not only like hashtag buzzer biz, but like the promoted by brush, you know, RIP Uncle Pete's the superhero wordle. Uh, I mean, it's so, so funny, man. Trending in games, even down to Nathan's profile picture up
2: there is like microscopic, but it's there. Oh, and there's a there's a tease there's a BuzzFeed article. It looks like that he hasn't scrolled down to see yet.
1: Hmm. He probably should. That will be
2: important soon. Uh, in uh, two to three weeks,
0: maybe. Yeah. Um, all right. We it's time. It's time, Michael. It's time. It's time. Your favorite. What's, your, what's your, time for your favorite character? Oh, mm. I hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're baby, teasing, teasing this guy for like what felt like months and here he is at long last the reveal of sheer it's it's funny building like you know
1: we've sheer is like our third or fourth of these guys um and so you discover eventually that you've kind of filled a lot of spaces of like what sort of person you know our, our excel is like Very cold, very calculated, also very slightly unhinged, right? Um, So we've got that guy, and we don't really need another one of those guys. Like, Shift knows exactly what he's doing at all times. We don't need another one of those guys. Mm -hmm. What don't we have? And Kyle, the answer was, just the worst human being.
2: (laughs) I think think nothing brings me more joy, which by the way, I use that term very leniently, um, than creating things that make Michael genuinely um, disturbed. Like that's something I really, really take some little bit of pleasure in. Mm -hmm. Um, So the idea, uh, yeah, at some point, I don't remember quite how it started, but I know at some point I texted you and said, or G-chatted you and said like, hey, one of these guys should definitely be a crypto bro right and there we go (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and dot 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 here you are uh speaking of profile pictures we have to put this up on the internet because we it's the tiniest thing in the comic she has a profile picture on his twitter account it's so good it is it's the worst thing i've ever asked an artist to draw
0: i hate it well i hate him i hate it (laughs) well yeah yeah it's there if you see a couple pages ahead from here from now if you know if you know you know yeah yeah um i love the the first person and and the color in these page in these panels on this page it's it's really awesome can you tell us a little bit about what he's actually doing michael or kyle actually like what what is his what is his his scheme here crimes
2: yeah he's not really sure it's about it's about it's really more about you know look you always sell the sizzle not the steak babe oh my (laughs) god
1: i hate how easily you do it that's what i really hate it's not even the guy it's that you can just do the guy
2: (laughs) hey man the best way to avoid that fomo is to just hodl no no all right i don't even know what that means
1: no one knows what that means
2: it's great uh, you just mix in words. All right, so words. then we've got... Um, uh, what he's doing... Sorry, Ryan, what he's doing... So these are first-person crime captures that he is performing, mm-hmm. where his helmet, in, in addition to providing a dope-ass ghost face mode, uh, it also records uh, POV video, or they've hacked it to. And so what you're seeing here are... NFTs that Shear has sold, NFTs of his crimes. And that mid-level pyramid scheme, digital pyramid scheme is how he has financed um, his new brand. Mm -hmm. And, or probably because of the arrangement with Shift and Epic Front, financed a portion of their brand as well.
0: Yeah, part of me almost prefers the gibberish answer.
2: Oh, but look! 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 He got a he got a dope drone to show off the whip. He's That's got right. an alternate there camera angle now. That might come back later. That's right.
0: Um, this page is 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 important. Marshall's reaction to the world's reaction of what happened between him and Excel. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the whole media taking his side when he does something pretty. Um, unspeakable looking i mean i know the reaction from a lot of people that read the last issue was pretty shocked at how how violent it got um i think this was a little unexpected that all of a sudden you know what maybe this this was justified maybe this guy is a hero and marshall's kind of taking this in um was that the goal to to get him to like feel emboldened by this and you know support it especially with what happens next with nathan showing up i think um it is, it
1: is very well-trodden territory to have your hero do something either that is maybe a step over the line or that seems a step over the line and have, like, the entire city turn on them, right? Mm-hmm. It happens to Spider-Man roughly once every three months. And I think looking at the media landscape of 2022... And a guy stepping in and yeah, probably crossing a line, but crossing a line to stop a guy who was blowing up pizza places in Chicago is like, at the very least, everyone's not going to think he did the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And also we're building this thing where like, Nathan thinks he crossed a line. Marshall is still not sure. It's more interesting if he's getting support somewhere, yeah, to really tear him up. Like, is he right? Is he wrong? Someone's saying yes, someone saying no.
0: Yeah, and there is the there is the one of the talking heads that disagrees with it. It seems so. There is a, a little bit of back and forth, but the overall kind of vibe seems to be that there there are more with him than against him. Yeah, for now. For now, we'll yeah. see where things go. Yeah.
2: The other thing I'd add there is that you know, without getting into stuff too much, um, I'm fascinated by the public reaction and how much, um, you know, in our real world, I don't feel like I have a good sense anymore of kind of what the reaction will be or would be to certain things. You know, there have been so many things in our kind of present day that have happened in the last few years that you know, didn't really seem plausible, mm-hmm. um, even just a few years prior, and so the idea that like, oh hey like no 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 there are people that for sure think like yeah that was totally justified um, is is absolutely reflective of the times we are living in right now. Yeah, and for Marshall, someone who has not really I think as we've alluded to in issue thirteen, received that type of validation. Um, that there's an aspect of him ha- who has always been craving um to get that type of affirmation in a media uh widespread way like that's interesting what what is that what does that mean like how does that you know how can that guy not respond positively to that um so i think that's where some of some of his reaction is really coming from as well
0: mm-hmm and he quickly gets some pushback when Nathan's showing up, kind of coming at him for the first time and actually talking about what's going on. This sh- shared epic thing that's happened to both of them is kind of, you know, put all out there up front. And Marshall doesn't respond to that too well. Um, you know, but they kind of both are somewhat justified in the way they feel, in my opinion, at least. You know, I mean, Nathan kind of gets the uh, gives the impression that he... He wanted to step away and wanted this to be Marshall's thing. He didn't want to get too involved. He might also have a little bit of a good thing going right now um but Marshall at the same time maybe needed needed someone in this situation.
2: yeah, I think that that to me was where the the you know that that was where the real uh meat on the bone was was looking at this situation and trying to build it in a way where they both have very valid um, kind of perspectives and arguments about and and, and feeling like they've been wronged in one way or another. And it's not even, for Nathan, it's not even like that he's been like wronged by Marshall, but it's more, you know, you have an association with something and then someone else takes it over, in -hmm. this case, Radiant Black. Like, it's natural to have feelings and opinions and tethers to the stuff that you were a part of that they are now a part of like that's by the way that's every comic book writer who's written for Marvel for DC for established characters that other writers then take on after them yeah um that's the you know that's kind of the thing is like um Nathan was Radiant Black and he's not anymore he cares a lot about Marshall even though like talking about rating it black is like tough for him because he wants to be supportive of his friend and he doesn't want to feel like a bad person for, um, you know, having these, you know, having any feelings of resentment or like he missed out or mm-hmm. anything like that. And so he just is kind of avoiding it. But when Marshall takes it into territory where Nathan knows, hey, that's really shaky ground, Um, that's where this conversation really comes from. Yeah. You know, but I also get where Marshall would be coming from too. going like, hey, man, like I just have wanted to see you and you can't really seem to find the time. But now that you're disappointed in me, you're going to show up in my door. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Especially followed up by hearing that so many people are on his side. This one person that he's been craving the attention of is now kind of the minority in his eyes as far as uh, being on his side. Yep. Um, but they're interrupted. By crypto bros, <laughs> and this is the moment we get to see the, uh, another Twitter page. I also really like the um, the choice to give Marshall dark mode and Nathan light mode. That was I um I, I tweeted about
1: this. I went back through every previous issue to see if we'd established really? that their phones had Twitter on light mode or dark mode. Um, and I think
0: yeah, Marshall's a dark mode yeah. guy for sure, one hundred percent that's great it's the little things and again little things i mean that that profile picture speaking of little things that profile
2: picture is online for all to view if you know where to look
0: oh all right
2: whose idea was baby
0: (laughs) i'm not taking the fall (laughs) was it was it always baby or was it something else
1: he should have a thing that he says and then we tried a couple of things, we couldn't work out what it was. And then I woke up one day to just like, it's baby. It's well,
2: baby. <laughs> I remember when I came up with it, it was the night before my surgery. I was sitting out on my back porch like at like midnight or one AM just trying to get pages done because I knew I was going in for this huge surgery the next day and I was gonna not be able to work for at least two days. It turned out to be longer, um, <laughs> off and on. Uh, but I was like, I got to figure this out. And the I don't know what it was. It was something which is like, he just started speaking to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to
0: ask, is he a legitimate threat? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Because he's thrown around really quickly, really easily. We don't really get to see the build up, the hype for this guy, and then all of a sudden, just taken out.
2: Yeah, I mean that's one of the things about this issue in particular, as we're going to get to in a few pages here. Um, in some ways, from an action standpoint, it's it's rather anticlimactic. Um, that is by design. It's also something that I guess I guess the the less on the nose version of me saying that would be, um, who's to say that this fight is over? Mm -hmm. and and so that's the thing is like this is an ever escalating situation and i would also i would also add you should uh for those interested in how these individuals may have found their association with shift and epic front um the image anthology 30th anthology that's coming out right now uh, might be a really fun place to look. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing I'm doing four uh, stories focused on shift, and I that's all I'll say. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I think to that question, what I would say is certainly against anyone who doesn't have
2: online a currency,
1: particular cosmic artifact superpower. Like yeah, he's a scary
2: dude with swords. He's also a threat against anyone who doesn't have um fungible tokens. Jesus.
1: <laughs> God damn it, Kyle. Yeah, he 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 will not fund a token. No way. That's 100% part of his deal. <laughs> yeah. If you're like if you're like man, I want to funge this, he's just not nah, not interested. You know, all of the crimes that he's been doing are real crimes against real people. He's a real threat. There's just like you know, a guy who can sort of hold him very far away, yeah, and then throw him into the ground a bunch of times. That's if he doesn't get the drop on you with his swords. That's a, a one-sided fight.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And we, I mean, we've already talked a bunch about it, but there's a lot with this issue that's subverting expectations. And maybe, maybe this guy that was hyped up ended up being kind of, you know, maybe it wasn't what you expected. But like you said, Kyle, maybe that's, you know. There's a reason for that.
1: I think also, like we were talking about earlier, we've done a bunch of these people before, and we've we've told the story of Marshall gets into a very serious fight. Last with a new issue, villain.
0: literally last issue, was yeah. that thing. Like
1: maybe you want Sheer to be cooler and more interesting, but you we just gave you that. We're not going to give you the same thing twice in a row.
2: You should also check out Image 30th Anthology issue number three in stores soon-ish as maybe a spot if you want to see some more sheer
0: issue two still has to come out right Mm-hmm. yeah They should check all of them out and while they're checking that stuff out because you love that sweet nft you can get it on a shirt or a button right now <laughs> if we're this promoting fa- stuff this is my limited, favorite that's gag. limited right now until until issue 15 comes out oh
1: I do I personally like I have very little time in my life for any of that stuff but when Eduardo sent through this picture of yeah. like the skull scrolled on top of the helmet I was like oh man if I could get that non-fungible I do understand
0: <laughs> <laughs> If only if only if only Marshall says okay let's talk about the uh, let's talk about some YouTubers and now we get we cut over to said YouTubers we got Riley and shift uh loading up and uh trying to get out of town and through the uh through the ceiling comes uh uh sheer and marshall is a little uh is a little rough this uh this calls back a little bit towards the end of last issue where um i mean especially what happens with riley i mean that was one of the things i wanted to ask you guys at what point is that too far at what point did you did you question whether you know is that is that too much is that too violent
2: um i wouldn't say we hit that line on this one um for me anyway like it was something like this was always again kind of the plan um and where marshall was going to go um post that kind of positive affirmation Mm -hmm. of his encounter with excel so um coming in and looking to kind of like really send a message and um, put an end to this seemingly for good um, was really kind of his mission statement. And, you know, I think going a little over the edge is, is certainly um, within the realm of possibility for, for somebody like Marshall. And I think that's what we see here Mm -hmm. when he um, really kind of directs his ire at Riley and makes a, 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 some sort of reference about sheer cuts <laughs> and breaks and then uh proceeds to uh snap his arms.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's this is a little disturbing looking. Um dropping the all the gear on top of Sheft, um, which we later find out he got away in time. Was it was it always the intention to to not show that? Do you always want to show that, you know, he
2: slipped away? Um, yeah, I mean, some of this, when you're when you're building an issue, it's it's there's certainly space consideration as well, and mm-hmm. just you know, on, on some issues we go longer page wise um, when necessary, but in other cases it's like you can just kind of feel like where the real where the real beats are, and when a beat you know something like that would be cool to do, but. It's kind of it would really be an after credits tag, yeah, uh, or or a post Nathan Marshall tag where the um, the uh, the orbit or the uh, the drone mm-hmm. discovery is, but um, yeah, it was just it was kind of more just a narrative efficiency yeah, kind of yeah. decision.
0: And as far as burning everything down, I mean, is it you know. Does this does this signify the end of Epic Front? Is this him putting putting a seal of a, of closure on this thing? Or, I mean,
1: I don't know. What do you? Yep. you... We'll never see any of them again. That's it, yeah. right?
2: Until we'll go on forever. Until at least issue sixteen. At least.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: Or actually, shift two, but that's yeah yeah b- takes place. That's a
0: fl- That's before takes so, place before yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And now we're back at the bar. Is this this is the
2: yeah? This is their same bar. Yep, this is the rebuilt Embers. Mm-hmm. They only have one place. They only
0: got one. It's a small town. That's okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, they he drank in other spots in issue nine because Embers was being rebuilt. <laughs>
0: That's right, because you, you see it, right? You see it being rebuilt. Yeah. Um, so we have this moment between um Nathan and Marshall, and they they seem the they seem to kind of you know, come to terms with each other a bit. Um, Nathan apologizes for, you know, saying that, you know, he was worried about him and that he shouldn't be saying that and that he, you know, he trusts him and he's got to be cool with that. You know, he's got to be cool with, you know, you that things are different now and that's that, that that's okay. Um, and, you know, Nathan says he'll always be there and they walk away. We get a, I don't know, get the feeling that some things were left unsaid. What can you tell us about that?
2: Ooh, with oh, I well, mean, what can you? Is, yeah, is, that's I guess the the, the correct <laughs> question. <laughs> that's that's the problem. Um, I would say that. I I would say that. Look, there are friendships where, especially as you get older, I think, and you go through more things with different people that are in your life, and they end up still being around, or you still end up being around in theirs. Um, you realize that, like, I think that fear when you're younger of, like, and then we'll never talk ever again, like, if you get in a fight with somebody, like, Mm -hmm. that tends to change as you get older. But with that comes the possibility for, like, some really kind of deep-seated all sorts of things, resentment, um, jealousy, um, worry, Mm -hmm. um, and also maybe lack of belief. And I'm not saying that's what, I mean, you have to read, pick up issue 15 to, to find out where this is, where this goes. But the idea, I think, I think as you can see here on, in panel two, Marshall's expression where he realizes like things aren't quite right. Mm -hmm. And Nathan then getting a call from the robot and doing what he said he wouldn't, which was taking the call. Yeah. I think that kind of says a lot about where each of them um feel that they are as a you know as friends and i think that comes
0: across especially especially what you're saying about you know getting older and having those feelings and you, you come at it a different way when you're older and not little kids where you just sometimes just outright say it or you know you stop talking to them or something but when you're an adult you kind of you know you're an adult so you you move on a little bit but you still kind of feel that deep down in a way. And um, I don't know, I think the team knocked it out of the park, especially with that panel too there because you feel something. You feel something with that glance. Um, but that was great. So yeah, we'll see.
2: That's an Eduardo page.
0: Yeah. Um, and then the stinger, the last page, we got a, a fireman pulling out the drone from earlier in the issue. One of Shear's drones that was uh, uh, maybe recording?
2: we shall we shall see where that comes back to haunt us
0: next unauthorized so that does it this issue also had some um back matter and uh even though I'd like to talk more about back matter next episode um we got a little bit of, of beast heart strikers in this one um any chance you want to give us a little uh, a little bit about that or working with them or um, what it's like to set up that kind of back matter. Uh, yeah. We could talk about that a little. This is
1: part four of Force. This is the last part of the beast heart strikers. Um, and I mean, super, super smooth. Like uh, on most of our, our back matter stuff like this sort of just let those guys like do what they want. You know, they, they showed us a script early on. we, gave them some suggestions i i i view the editor relationship a bit differently there like my jo- the job is to help make it good but also it's your thing not our
0: thing so you're technically the editor for those issues for those back matters
1: only in the sense that i'm the editor on the book and so it's part of, it's in the book Yeah. Uh, like our radiant red backup sister crash those guys have an actual editor who they like have employed as part of their team Mm -hmm. who works directly with them uh so we gave them a couple of notes up front but very much just said like tell the story that you want to tell in these and they just basically just send us files it's it's very smooth uh, on this particular one certainly
2: yeah this uh, well this one in particular like up front we had a lot of conversations um, like I, I had a lot of conversations with Lan and Joe uh, well r- really with Lan just just narratively about like, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I, I offered this we want to do this. like let's let's do, let's find space for beast Heart strikers um, over the course of a few months. And I just want to point out because I,
0: I don't know if Michael you said this on last episode or it was somewhere else but when you say Kyle when you say find space you're not removing pages from Radiant Black to make room for any kind of of, of these things ever
2: No I mean, no just making that No it, yeah. it's more we have you know as Michael said last month we have back matter space in each issue based on how many pages a a single comic pamphlet is every month Um and so it was always something that i'd wanted to do which was um provide er, not provide but but use the back matter in spots as a platform for other cool mm-hmm. stuff and other stories that i'm into or other creators that you know i believe in or want to take a shot on and so beast Heart strikers felt like it could be a nice fit um they had self-published through comiXology before and with this the Kind of goal and the challenge and the conversation was really about, well, you guys haven't really done an issue one like an issue zero, issue one kind of thing. Like, what if you do that and try to re- and rebreak the concept in a way? Um, I've heard Land talk about it where he he's described it as like it's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie compared with the show. Like, it's its own thing. It's like hmm. it's its own new kind of take on the concept because mm-hmm. um, it gets into territory about immortality but being stuck at a certain age as a result of said immortality powers um, all that stuff's really rife for some of the time travel aspects that they've been exploring cool. um, and so yeah so this is the final installment of, uh, of Beast Heart Strikers here in Radiant Black but uh, hopefully they'll have some, some news soon about uh, where you can pick up uh, more Beast Heart Strikers
0: awesome Well, that does it for issue 14. And I just noticed I named the doc 15, but maybe that's what... That's why I was confused the whole time. I'm sorry, that was me.
1: And I'm glad that we didn't accidentally spoil anything from issue 15. Yeah,
0: which we will next episode though, but that will be after issue 15 comes out. I'm very excited to talk about issue 15. uh, There's a lot going on with 15 for sure.
2: It's It's a weird one.
0: Yeah. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. Can't can't get anything else on that. Yeah, no. uh, would have to wait and see. So, once again, everybody, thank you for listening. Um, any any uh, anything else we
2: want to put out there, Kyle? Uh, want to give some information where we can find stuff? Um, no, as as always. I mean, make sure you're subscribed to this newsletter, yeah. uh, Black Market Narrative newsletter, uh, which is where you're listening to this right now, most likely. Um, it's also quite easy to. Um, port this into uh, Apple Podcasts f- through the newsletter if that's more your listening speed um, but uh, I think that's it for now I mean we're just as, as you alluded to Ryan we're just trying to get issue 15 across the plate here and mm-hmm. um, Marcelo's cranking on issue 16 we're working on issue 17 I'm working on issue 18 and then I'm outlining issues like 19 through 24 so yeah. we're cruising And that's just for Radiant Black.
0: And that's um, June 22nd? June
1: 15th will be Radiant Black 15. At the moment, uh, everything is very much up in the air with paper and freight delays and all of that. But the current deadline, the current day is June 15th. Mm -hmm. And if that changes,
2: people will find out.
0: All right. Awesome. And um, apart from this uh, uh, newsletter... Where can people find you, Kyle?
2: Uh, the best spot is probably, um, well, I'm using social media less and less, but at Kyle D. Higgins on Twitter. Um, but honestly, the newsletter is kind of where I'm starting to direct more of my my attention.
1: And uh, I'm on Twitter more and more, and uh, I'm at M underscore Basoodle.
2: But everyone should probably also follow the Radiant Black Twitter account at RadiantBLK. And there are a host of other associated Twitter accounts that may be, be percolating there. around there that sometimes interact, like Circle Guy News. Mm-hmm. That's uh, right. And maybe maybe one with a dope monkey PFP.
0: Maybe you'll have to find it. <laughs> and I am at Ryan Sedoti. Thank you all for listening. Stay radiant.